This is Brett Hawes, and you are listening to Holistic Health Masterclass Podcast. We are back for another show, and uh, the next couple of shows, we're going to shift gears a little bit, and you'll notice that, uh, you know, if you've followed me for a while or you've sat in any of my classes, you'll know that I talk uh, a fair bit about the more esoteric type stuff, the spiritual stuff, um, you know, not necessarily past lives per se, but... Uh, trauma that's been passed down, family lines, ancestral lineages, and so on. And uh, today's guest, that is really what we dive right into. My guest today is Krista Gerard. Uh, Krista has been a dynamic force as facilitator, trainer, pioneer in the evolution of the systemic constellation work. Uh, this has been for over 17 years now. And she brings a deep intuition and remarkable scope of wisdom to her practice. Uh, She's passionate about supporting the current shift in consciousness and uh, really getting clients to transform their energetic uh, inheritance of the family lineage. Uh, She's brought this multidimensional healing to clients around the world and to international communities, uh, including uh, Core Light and the School of Knowing in Tokyo, Japan. And she's the founder of the Center for Systemic Healing in San Diego and creator of Healing at the Heart of the Matter Immersion Learning Program. Uh, Krista is a first-generation U.S. facilitator and has trained extensively with the work's originator, uh, Bert Hellinger. Krista's upcoming book, The Radical Act of Inclusion, reveals the secrets to her work with inclusion leading to the creation of her specialized practice model called the Origin Sourcing System. And I think that when you uh, listen to today's podcast, you're going to hear us speak a lot about inclusion. You're going to hear things like ancestral lineage. And what I found interesting is just how we carry these things forward, not just in learned behavior, but also in... Uh, very real physical um, DNA type uh, inheritance in a sense. So just like you would inherit uh, blue eyes or brown eyes or whatever from your parents, uh, we actually can pass these um, traumas and behaviors and whatnot uh, in in a very physical form uh, through our DNA. So uh, for a lot of you listening to this show or this episode, you might, it it might be a little bit outside the box, um, that's for sure. And for a lot of you listening, you may never have really thought about this uh, at all. Um, But I think once you get into this episode, you might start to ask yourself some questions, at least that's the goal. And perhaps for some of you who feel like you've maybe tried everything, uh, you find that you cannot break bad habits, cycles, patterns of thought uh, without any sort of seeming root cause, uh, perhaps this might be something that you want to explore. And uh, I can tell you that in my own work, um, both personally, but definitely with, uh, with a lot of my clients in practice, I found that uh, for some people, this is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle that they've just never really looked at because either no one's ever showed them or it can be pretty difficult to look at these things and, and really um, uh, tease things apart so that you can actually identify what it is. And then, of course, once you've identified what it or what you know what set of uh, of things have been passed down to then transform that can be even more challenging for some. So I do hope that uh, today's show gets you thinking about this a little bit more. And uh, for some of you, this might very well change your life. Um, I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, this will be um, going out on Facebook as well and the usual channels. 
But uh, if you have any comments or feedback on this, I would love to hear them. And uh, yeah, enjoy today's show. Uh, as always, if you enjoy the show, please uh, share this with your friends, family, subscribe, uh, review, and all the other good things. Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that. Enjoy today's show. And here is Krista Gerard. Hey, Krista, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, we've been plotting back and forth a little bit on how to get you on the show. And uh, I've read so much of your work that you've put out there. And I've listened to some previous podcasts. And we've had some good phone conversations. And I feel that, you know, for you folks listening out there, um, this might be something quite new for you. It might be something that you haven't really thought about. But for for myself and for Krista, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, you know, holistic health, uh, really, there's a sort of forgotten piece, which is really soul or spiritual healing. And that's kind of where we want to spend a bit of our time today. But Krista, I want to sort of open things up by, um, uh, you know, like, basically, how did you get into all of this? And perhaps you can explain a little bit more about the work that you do. I'm happy to do that. Um, I might just share just a, a teensy bit about the work. So as I go in and explain how I got into it, mm -hmm. uh, that people will understand the connection. So, so just very briefly, um, the work that I do, systemic family constellation work, uh, what we're doing is we're addressing current day issues at what we see as their source in the family system. And so there was a tremendous amount uh, that became so, so clear to me about my life as I was introduced to the work. And uh, it's kind of a, a healing story for me because, uh, let's see, this was around 1999, 2000. Uh, I was training with a, an astrologer. I'm a professional astrologer as well, which mm. is the work that we're talking about today has nothing to do with that. So I was uh, training with a, a German astrologer and uh, he started talking about this work that was tremendously popular in Germany called family constellation work. And at that time I had been struggling with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia to the point where it was, it was hard for me to even sit through. Um, it was hard for me to keep my job. It was hard for me to sit through, uh, the trainings, the workshops, just, it just life was very, very difficult. So, uh, I was doing whatever I could to figure out what this was. And we have to kind of think back to that time where, those were the very early days. Those were not common words, fibromyalgia right. and chronic fatigue. And people, your, your physicians, your doctors were most often looking at you like you were crazy, like there was something wrong with you. I mean, you yeah, know. it still um, happens. <laughs> it's, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. So, but um, anyway, Long story short, I was introduced to this work through him, through a facilitator that he was bringing from Germany. 
And as soon as I, I sat in the circle of the first group workshop of the family constellation work, and from the first few moments, my mind was blown. And I could feel the cells of my body just, you know, expanding and um, transforming to kind of receive this level of of what was what was being experienced by me. So right then and there, I knew this was what I was looking for. This was a missing piece for me in, in my journey, not just my healing journey, but also my counseling, my teaching journey. And uh, I did whatever it took to become involved with the work. And I was um, lucky enough to study with the originator of the work, Bert Hellinger. Um, he was coming to the United States at that time. And so that kind of brings up like how, what does that mean? Who, who is he and, and how am I kind of blessed to have worked with him? So Bert Hellinger is, you know, pretty commonly known as the father of systemic family constellation work. And he's a psychotherapist working in post-war Germany that um, he had a very rich history that he brought to his practice <laughs> even at that point. But having gone through the war and working with the clients in that very potent climate, if you can imagine working um, in Germany right after the war. Yeah. He became aware of these themes that he was seeing with families, uh, that there was something that was present with the children that they didn't specifically experience, but their family did. Mm. And so we're, we're talking about, you know, we're, we're talking about all of the trauma, all of the heartbreak uh, on, on both sides uh, of that experience in Germany. And so that really got his attention. And from there he dove in. And from that point, it's, it's kind of how the origins, how the perspectives uh, of this work uh, came to be. And that right. was, you know, close to 50 years ago now. Yeah. So, okay. So, so would you, would you then say that, I mean, just, just for our listeners, you know, if you were to try and encapsulate what systemic family constellation therapy really is, like how would you sort of encapsulate that in one or two sentences? Uh, well, the very short version that, that I say is we're addressing your current day issue as having its source in your family system. And we see that the difficult fates, the heartbreaks, the traumas, those events carry forward down through the generations. Okay. So they carry, they carry forward through, you know, our heart, our soul, the family consciousness. There is a family consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and now with the emerging science of epigenetics, we have the confirmation also through the DNA. 
And when I started working, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't part of the equation, even though I felt the work that we were doing was shifting something on that deeper level. Mm-hmm. So, um, so just to kind of complete with my, with my beginning experience with the work, um, it was physically hard for me to be present for those workshops because I was so ill, but very, very, very quickly things started to shift when nothing else had done the trick. So that's really interesting for me. Do do you, so I mean, what I'm gathering from that is that, is that your fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue was really maybe the maybe one of the roots or the root cause was really the sort of um family uh baggage or issue that that had been passed down is that like a fair thing to say or definitely yeah i would i'd say a foundational you know foundational because then everything that emerges out of that foundation is how we are either responding or we're reacting are we in um you know are we in overworking our adrenals are we not taking care of our bodies are we in doing too much are we in the masculine too much so underneath all of that to me um i came to find out that yes it's it's this piece of the puzzle that there wasn't safety for my parents in their life mm-hmm. and i carried that forward so Which I find I interesting and, yes sorry sorry um you know I, I i find that interesting and i definitely want to get into some of that because there's a lot to talk about i feel um but just you know my comments on that as well i i feel like the type of work that you do and what we're talking about is an area of holistic health that's largely sort of glossed over and really overlooked. You know, there's a lot of people that are eating right, that are exercising, that are meditating and whatnot, but not really looking at, um, you know, the sort of family history and family trauma. And we'll get talk a little bit about ancestral lineages and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, I certainly as a practitioner who's been doing this for a long time, like I've definitely gone there with certain people, but it's not, it's not the, um, it's not a default position for a lot of people to explore. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for me, as I say, it, fe- it feels foundational because that's how we receive life. Mm. So anything after receiving life is additional. So are we, are we in conditions that don't support uh, our health? Are we eating bad food? Are we taking in, um, you know, chemicals and unsafe situations like that? But that's all on top of this foundational piece that's informing everything. And, and so in your work, I mean, you know, people come and see you, you do the, you do one-on-one counseling and so on. Um, what does it really, I mean, I, I guess, what does it really look like, you know, and to add to that, when we talk about these things, I think for a lot of people listening, um, the, the issues that we might be talking about might seem a little bit ethereal in a sense where they're, they're not very tangible. So, you know, is are these things that are becoming physically manifest 
um, as a product of things that happened way in the past or how would you sort of explain that? Well, it gets very real <laughs> when when we work together, um, because of of course it's not you know I'm I'm speaking I, I know a lot of your listeners are um, very health oriented, um, but it's you know it doesn't always manifest as a physical. It can manifest as a relationship issue, as an emotional issue, okay. as an issue with career or success. Um, but I just, that, and also that was part of my introduction to the work. It was physical for me. Right. Um, so, th so this could really be manifest in many different areas of oh, one. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. that's good to know because, you know, I think for a lot of people out there, people, you know, we, we love to live in a black and white world where A plus B always equals C. And, um, you know, as, as you and I both know, and many of our listeners out there, I'm, I'm sure you guys know as well, uh, that, you know, we're, we're so complex and we're so multifaceted in our being that um, different issues crop up in different areas in terms of people's, um, you know, mind, body, soul, right? So definitely, um, definitely. So, so do you feel, you know, in working with people, um, you've obviously, you, you know, I've, I've looked at what you've done and you've been doing this for a really long time, you know, have you noticed some pretty profound shifts in people um, where perhaps they were feeling quite stuck in certain areas, you know, again, doing all the right things, quote unquote, and then this being a real missing piece for them? I have very dramatic, <laughs> I have some very dramatic examples um, that I can share. Uh, but, but I think uh, it would be wise for me to, to kind of introduce the question you asked before, what does it look like when we mm -hmm. work together yeah. and what am I working with? So then that will make the examples a little more grounded in uh, to connected into the work and grounded into reality. So, um, so when I'm working with a person, uh, literally quite, quite literally, uh, I use an intake questionnaire that has questions about facts and events in a family system and just facts and events. So you mentioned before how this could sound like a little abstract or something and just the process of a person sitting with, what they do know, what they don't know. Mm -hmm. um, whoever my client is, wherever, you know, where they're living, what their family background is, have they, is there, has their family been in this country for a long time? I, well, I'm sorry, you're in Canada, I'm in America. <laughs> um, but what I, what I see is a difference between where people are located because are they still close to family or have they moved farther away from family? Even that is interesting to see. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's just a, it's a, um, it's part of the process to allow them to start connecting to who they are. I mean, we are connected to our families. Um, so we just work with an intake questionnaire and, um, and then when we do our session together, whether we work in a group session or over the phone, because 
basically 90% of my practice now is, is over the phone or a Skype. Right. Um, it, it really is just for me, I connect in through the heart and what is it that's heavy in the heart or difficult in the life of a person of my client that they would like to be different. And, um, I fine tune that to some core attributes and you know, you were talking about how it can show up in so many different ways. The truth is there are only so many core attributes. We, we are so similar. Um, do we feel safe? Do we feel seen? Do we feel included? Are we heard? Um, all of those core attributes can show up in many, many different ways. Uh, so then it's just my area of expertise to fine tune that and to discern uh, where in the family system it may have its source. And so there are people that do ancestral healing and connecting with the ancestors. Uh, this gets to be very specific. So it, it, it gets to be very real and people get connected to possibly family members they never knew. Um, That's not a requirement. It's an outcome. The outcome is for the person to whatever, whatever the difficulty in their life is, is that's the solution that we're allowing uh, ourselves to connect to. The way we're doing it, that's the huge part of the uh, equation here that I wanted to introduce that. So what we're doing is we are accessing that energetic informational field of the family. Uh, The biophysicists call this the morphogenic field. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we call it the family consciousness. Um, You could call it the Akasha. Um, But for our purposes, it's very much this family system of belonging and if we if we think if we think back through time, um, that this this operates almost on a cellular level. That uh, you know, in in man's earliest experience, uh, we were tribal, and we did what it took to survive. And belonging is what it usually took. Mm-hmm. So, so this 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 longing to belong is it's it's deep in our roots it's deep in our roots of humanity and one of the paradoxes of this work is as we're connected as something is passed forward it's almost as if we are in service to our family or there's a subconscious allegiance to belonging and that's and that's connected to these themes and patterns Mm -hmm. uh, that pass forward as well well so 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 many different areas that i would love to sort of tap in um to what you've just said because that's a really really i don't want to say a summary but that was just really good insight into the um the the multifaceted uh approach here but a couple of things, I mean, and I might just be spitballing here and going off on tangents, but 
you know, one thing that came to mind here is, uh, you know, what, what impact do you feel that globalization has really had on this where, you know, I'm a, I'm a case in point where I left home in the late nineties and I've traveled all over the show and met all kinds of people. And now I've settled in a place that couldn't, I could not be any further from my family than I am right now. And so do you feel to sort of add on to that, you know, the sort of globalization and, um, I say dislocation very loosely. I can't think of mm-hmm. a better word right now. But you know, the, the, this globalization of people, and then also let's sort of double down on that with social media, because social media has uh, and and the world that we live in now is so digitized. That do you feel that there's this um, this longing for acceptance, if you will, um, and tribalism within the digital space now? And and perhaps that's a complete tangent, but I feel like people are really gravitating towards that. Uh, I'm going to have to take a breath on that. Um, <laughs> first, I'm going to I'm going to speak about uh, globalization, mm-hmm. and from my perspective, uh, that is about leaving. So it's about leaving uh, our family, leaving the family, leaving yeah. roots. Dis- and so what happens with that, the, leaving our connection to the earth, just the earth itself. So everything that has, that has kind of um, connected humans, uh, allowed them to be, I think, healthier in the past, uh, connected to the earth, that sense of belonging, that, that that's our biggest system of belonging. Um, and then within our families, within our villages, within our countries, there are systems of belonging that are in place. Mm-hmm. Um, simply though, we're talking about the heart. Mm. We're, ta- we're talking about a human being. So this work for me is always about connecting to our humanity. And we have a heart and we have a huge heart field. And I mean, literally that, that, that field of that heart goes on and on. Yeah. Um, so so yes, we can look at it from the broader perspective, but but for me, it's as simple as as leaving, or that leaving creates a disassociation, a disconnection. There's no judgment here. There's absolutely no judgment because that's that's the paradox of human growth, mm-hmm. right? We have to we we have to step out. We have to take the next step for growth, for evolution. The answer for me is, is how we do it. What do we bring with us as we move out? What stands behind us to support us in that movement? So that's what I'm always working with. What stands behind you? What what actually supports you? And uh, before globalization, before movement was so easy, um, our families, for better or for worse, they stood behind us. Uh, They were there when we had 
children. They, they were there when there was sickness that, you know, it was, it was, um, it was more with the natural order of life. And so for me, the way I work with this work too, is what's with the natural order of life, especially if we're, if we're seeking wholeness, if we're seeking health, we do that in the foods that we want, mm-hmm. but how about in, in ourselves and in our, in our, in our system of belonging? So, so, uh, so- so do you feel do you feel like this has become somewhat fragmented then in the modern era like do do because more and more people are moving around right so definitely yeah okay definitely yeah and you know i've been observing in this country i've just been observing it for a while i'm in the us and uh, just just starting with with how comfortable people are even talking about their family, even yeah. knowing anything about their roots. Well, on the East Coast, it's, you know, it's, people are a little more connected, the East Coast of this country. And then we can kind of track how the movement, how the whatever, how the West was opened up. And the farther West you go, uh, it tends to be, it's been my experience, that people are less connected with their family, sometimes to the point of just, uh, you know, I've gone, I've left them behind and I am, uh, you know, uh, a free agent. Um, but that doesn't support, that doesn't support us. That's just, it's a paradox. It is. And I mean, do, do you feel that people can find that type of support elsewhere? Like, or is it just, little bit of, you know, I'm, I'm sure they can, but in the rare instance, but do you feel that people can actually find that kind of support network and find a quote unquote second family? Or is that sort of a rarity in this day and age? I think people are seeking that all the time. Right. Right. And, and I don't, and it's not the same. Yeah, no. And, and I agree. I mean, as a traveler, I totally agree with you. It's, uh, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, uh, you so, know, I'm, I'm experiencing that firsthand. So right. Uh, so so just to understand, I'm not saying here that that this work requires a, somebody reuniting with their family. I'm saying the work that we do in the constellation circle shifts something. I mean, it shifts yeah. dynamics. It opens a heart. Uh, no one else ever needs to be involved other than my client. No one else ever needs to know about it. So this is kind of the, the work we do moves out into the family, moves out into your system, your network, your community, your life out into the world. And that is kind of, that's kind of where I was going to go with your, also with how can we, how does this work on a larger scale? Yeah. And we'll definitely get there. Um, we, we, yeah. we will get there for sure. I mean, yeah. so, so do you feel then that with, um, uh, for, from an individual standpoint, I mean, what I'm gathering from this is it's really about a shift in your own perception and outlook and the way that you feel about things because 
we've all suffered trauma. We've all, you know, especially the way that you're describing it. And I want to get into that in, the, in a second. You know, if we're, we're if we've all um, if we're all carrying the baggage of our sort of family lines and we all have trauma and whatnot. Um, obviously, what you're saying is, you know, you don't have to involve the people that have. Uh, being a part of that, it's a question of really shifting your outlook and shifting your perception so that you respond and feel differently about how you see that situation. That's kind of what I'm getting from this. Um, yeah, it's and it's not, I always say this work is from the neck down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll have someone that, 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 you know, does a piece of work with me and, um, I may speak to them afterwards and they would say, you, you know, I couldn't believe it. But like a week after we worked, uh, I got an email from my mother saying things I've never heard her say before. Um, they wouldn't have naturally and they didn't even understand what we did. So it's not even necessary to understand. It's energetic. It's energetic. Right. It is. It is so energetic. It's right. so energetic. Okay. And, and, you know, I, um, I, I don't want to dwell on that too much. Yeah. I think like I get it. And I know a lot of our listeners will get that. One thing I did want to, I've seen you sort of talk about over and over again, and you've sort of alluded to it, but we haven't really dived into it is this whole idea of inclusion. Uh, you know, you sort of um, inclusion and resolution is a sort of theme that I've noticed uh, run through a lot of your work. So perhaps you can speak speak to that very briefly. You know, what what do you mean by inclusion and resolution? What does that really mean? Well, the the origins of it with this, I, I have a specific way that I'm working with it, but it, but the origins of this work of uh, inclusion with this work is um, it means that when we're working in the constellation field, so, so just to describe a group workshop mm -hmm. is a, a group of people come together to experience the constellation work. Uh, if I'm doing, if I'm doing a family constellation, I have a client briefly discuss the issue and then they would choose people from the circle to represent family members oh, okay. from, the, from the time the and this is without knowing anything <laughs> so from the time those people which we call representatives are placed in the circle they become in touch with some true energetic that has to do with the person or place or state of being, whatever it is they're representing. And, and um, the work actually just arises from the circle. And for me, the circle is, you know, when we're working in that constellation circle, for me, it is a visceral experience of the unified field. Mm -hmm. And in that field, everything is just naturally, if, you, if a facilitator is gifted, naturally supporting, bringing together that which appeared to be separate. So, um, so through that, we're not 
sending somebody out. We're not turning somebody away. Whatever shows up, however it shows up, we're including it. And, you know, this work has evolved. It didn't Mm -hmm. start that way. So the more this work has evolved, we have seen what brings solution and inclusion. It's simply as that. No, I don't, I don't reject it. I don't release it. I don't cut the cords. It's there. So I see it. Which, which, which I think is very powerful because I think for a lot of people, you know, um, the couple of words that you just said now, you know, cut the cord and be done with it. You know, I think a lot of people uh, gravitate towards that as a means of, of coping. And, um, I've I've never been convinced that that's been a way to fully resolve something that resides within you. You you know, it's an easy mental block to just sort of say, whatever, I'm done and walk away. But it doesn't really resolve the core issue. Um, You know, right. It's a form of disconnection. Right. So disconnection is the source of systemic issues. Mm hmm. So, so I want to move. I yeah, want to so move. Our, inclusion is sorry. a solution. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying. So if dis if disconnection is the issue, inclusion is the solution. Right. Right. That oh, makes sense. It makes sense. Um. So um. I want to sort of move our conversation forward a little bit. And I did have a question. You know, especially since we're talking about family um, history and whatnot. Um. Do you? How much of this do you feel is genetically passed on? And I know we've we've touched very briefly on DNA, but how much of this is genetically passed on, and how much do you feel is learned behavior, or do those things you know can they be separated, or do they coexist? Um, I would say they coexist. Um, my, since I've been with this work, you know, I didn't enter into it since we've known about how it's passed through the DNA. Um, I think both things are true. Um, certainly someone can be exhibiting issues that there is nothing in their personal, um, conditioning their upbringing, their experience that would speak to why they have them. And I'm an, I'm an example of that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but as soon as I found out I didn't come from a, <laughs> I didn't come from an unhappy family. I didn't come, I wasn't abused. I wasn't abandoned. Well, that's important um, to know. Yeah. As soon as I find out, but see, we have to remember people don't talk about what's in their family. Right. Um, so the less someone has spoken about something, probably the more there is to speak about. So as soon as I became in contact with what I was carrying, and this would be true for other people, but it's fine. I have enough that I can uh, use myself as an example. Um, then there was like, oh, okay no wonder Uh, oh how what how is it possible that i have feelings of abandonment when my mother and father are happily you know married forever oh that's my mother's experience oh that's 
my paternal grandmother's experience. Um, so, and I, I find I find that very interesting, you know, because this is something that then, you know, just to sort of bring us back on point, that seems like something that's not necessarily learned. It, it almost seems like it's something that's epigenetic that's being encoded into our DNA, which. Uh, right. And for me, that's true. And for me, it's connected to love. So mm. because I'm heart centered in my work, um, children are in service to their parents, mm. you know, just, they just come out and they're just like, I'm unconditional love yeah. to you. And on a, you know, obviously totally subconscious, if you want to call it soul level, that means I carry this for you. So I may carry a pain. I may carry an attribute of um, abandonment or broken heart. Uh, so you don't have to, or because you are, you are not able to hold it. You're not able to face it because it was too much. So do you, do you feel like on some level that, you know, you see this with kids. I have two kids. Um, I haven't had an easy life either. And so I, 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 I resonate with what you're talking about, but do you feel like on some level that, you know, our kids want to see us happy. So they will kind of do whatever it takes to make us happy. And conversely, uh, do you feel like for some parents that have kids, um, that that's the sort of, you know, if I do this thing, if I have kids, then that's going to make me happy and I'm going to forget about all of the other stuff. Uh, so, so yes, but, but especially to your, your first point about the children, it's, it doesn't even have to be conscious. Yeah. That's the yeah. real thing there. We're talking about dynamics that exist. Mm -hmm. So if they're parents that are alcoholics, uh, the children, you know, the first child, it's going to be a caretaker. Uh, the rest of the children might not feel safe. There's not going to be a stability there. So, so yes, that particular uh, dynamic that we just scenario yeah, yeah. went into, that was a condition. Did that exist in their families past? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I re you know, so. Um, yeah, I, I find it so interesting because it just seems like a very sort of obscure, untapped um, uh, area that we're really di diving into here. And I can tell you right now, I mean, for a lot of, for a lot of you folks listening out there, um, maybe you've never really thought of this stuff. Um, I, I know I, I thought of it, but until I really started talking to you and diving into some of the stuff that you're doing, I didn't really realize the gravity of what we're talking about. And, yeah. um, and I sort of like, let, let's shift things forward a little bit then because, you know, I've, I'm always a huge fan and uh, well, huge fan is probably a bad word, but um, I subscribe to the ideology, if you will, that, um, you know, we really have to heal ourselves if we want to heal as a global society, as a global culture, if we want to evolve ourselves forward. Because when I take a look around, I mean, 
you know, from a physical standpoint, take a look at chronic degenerative disease. I mean, there are so many people that are just just sick, like we're just suffering. And right. in you know, in relation to what we're talking about today, um, you know, I don't want to say that everything is familial and everything is ancestral and whatnot. But that's a huge part of it. And the way I look at what we're talking about is I think of it more in terms of not necessarily a physical manifestation, but a, uh, a, a spiritual, psychological type of manifestation where, you know, if you take a look around at the way people treat each other these days and you, you know, go online and look at the comment threads, uh, there's just, you know, I, I feel like each of us in a sense has to face these things so that we can heal ourselves and maybe in the process of doing that, we will have more compassion and empathy for everyone else around us. Um, so, so, sorry, sorry to dump that on you, um, but that's just my thoughts in the moment. Um, but how well, do you feel about how do you feel about individual healing and then mapping that onto global healing? Well, I would say to your comments, you didn't dump it on me. It, <laughs> I could I could not agree with you more. For for me, kind of what is coming up, what we're seeing doesn't surprise me. Uh, uh, it, it saddens me. It mm-hmm. saddens me. But it doesn't surprise me from my experience with this work and um, how disconnected people are from, to me, from what matters. Right. And so just before I go into the, the second part of your question, I just want to kind of take take this process full circle to um, so so how do we you know, what's the solution? And the solution is when we when we are working and we come in touch with a specific anchoring anchoring event a person that it was too much uh their children were starving she couldn't face who to decide to give food to uh husband went off to war and died brother went off to war and died you know we're we're not that far away from a world war yeah in some ways i think it's happening already that Mm -hmm. so that was global and so we're still working through the responses to that event if we look at a country like germany where this work is extraordinarily popular germany is made extraordinary uh recovery and wholeness and you know, it's, it's, it's pretty extraordinary in that way. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's for me, what shows up as a solution is bringing strength to that ancestry line, restoring that connecting to the resilience, the creativity, the strength, the wisdom. We're all here because of that. Right. So, so not only are, you know, we're carrying patterns and themes that are the burden, but we're disconnected from the blessings. So this work turns the, transforms the burdens to blessings. It allows us 
to reconnect to that very literally. But in many cases, that means kind of going back to specific events and conditions and restoring the strength. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel like there's, I mean, because obviously you've done a lot of this work with individuals. Do you feel like, you know, from your perspective anyway, do you feel like there are uh, individual patterns that you've seen that are also mapped out onto society as a whole? Like are they sort of common threads, if you will? Um, well, certainly there is us and them, (laughs) um, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, that's very much, uh, I mean, that's a tribal theme, right? That's very much a a family theme. Um, if I, if I can interject for one second, because you know, we spoke earlier about tribalism and the whole need for family and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's kind of what I was talking about before with, with the whole social media and just the landscape of where we live is I feel like people are gravitating back towards tribalism, but we're not necessarily looking for tribalism within our family units. We're kind of looking at it in terms of our belief system and ideology. Um, right. You know, does that make sense? Like, can you? Yeah, can you it speak, makes sense. Yeah, can, can mm-hmm. you speak to that, or um, um, it's a little bit off topic? I don't know. Well, but just a little bit. I I know that um, I know that gathering around a belief system has its limitations. Yes. It 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 creates its own us versus them. So just because those were your words, Um, but, you know, human beings want to connect and and we are connecting people and um, I know nothing is going to change social media. I mean, it's not going to go away. Um, And it it is just another kind of uh, way that we are seeing our deep desire to connect. Yeah. We, well, and, we know and so, that people are addicted to it. And then, yeah, it, and and then it, it becomes a disassociative. <laughs> so, so, and, and, that, and that's the irony of it all. You know, I'm glad we're kind of unpacking this a little bit because from what I'm gathering, you know, the work that you do on a fundamental level is the disconnection from, fa- from the family unit. And now we've sort of come full circle where we're looking for this connection elsewhere but that connection is formed through some sort of core ideology or core mission to accomplish, you know, whatever that mission is. Right. And, and may, may, maybe that whole um, identification with the mission uh, is because we are so disconnected from our core family unit, which is kind of a weird circular sort of way of thinking. It, it, about it. it is. It's a, it's a, it, it's, it's paradoxical. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that would probably be the word if I, if like, what is happening with humanity that is not supporting a healthy, vibrant, whole way of life? That word for me would be disconnection, disconnection from what's fundamental to life. And so yeah. now we're talking about belonging. We're talking about connecting. We're talking about inclusion and feeling seen and feeling heard and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those are fundamental to life. And 
the more mobile we have become, uh, the less connected we've been to the earth. I think yeah. 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 We, we have some really potent um, signals right now to pay attention to that um, there's no way around it, but through, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. really face. Yeah, and, and I, I, I share your sentiments. You know, I really feel like we're at that point where we have to kind of hunker down a little bit and um, look inward because, you know, th- there's no shortage of distractions out there and no shortage of external focal points to just sort of like, you know, really distract us from what's important. And, uh, you know, I, I, I strongly feel like in the age of what's called connection, quote unquote, uh, we've actually become more disconnected from one another. Um, Without a doubt. We we can hide behind screens and phones and whatever else. And, you know, think about what our responses are and not see what other people's reactions are and so on. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, I, I feel that people are more disconnected than ever before. Um, not just from the family unit, but I think from each other as well. And I, I think at some point we're going to have to get back to reality, whatever that is, and um, the, the the roots of this all, which is, you know, human beings are designed, as much as we are designed to compete with one another, uh, we're also designed to, uh, to, to, to support one another and to cooperate um, if we're to survive as a human species and to flourish. And I feel like a lot of that has sort of been lost in the age of individualism, if you will. Yes. Um, yeah. You, you know, and, and so I, I really love what you're doing. I love the work that you're doing because as you know, yes, you're focusing on the individual, but obviously we are all individual beings in the larger, um, you know, the, the, the larger human population and, and the world. Um, and I think that that's where it all starts is with us as individuals. Um, so unless you had some kind of magic wand that you could wave and we could all dive into the stuff and heal ourselves. Um. <laughs> yeah. Don't I, don't I wish. I, I think we all wish. You know, when you experience the work, it is, it is phenomenal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can feel how it moves out into the world. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the more we do it, the more we connect to a strength that stands behind us, a commonality. Um, I think the more hope we have for the future. Yeah. And I, I, I fully agree with you. I mean, you know, it's just to sort of really bring us back together here. Uh, you know, something we spoke about right in the beginning is, um, uh, this piece of the puzzle that we're talking about and you know what we're talking about is really the forgotten piece I feel and you know as much as you know people talk about natural medicine and holistic health as mind body soul I always feel like the emphasis is really on mind and body and not necessarily on soul and um, you know what we're talking about is really tapping into the deeper stuff but uh, you know I've had my own experiences with that and working with the natives and uh, sitting in ceremony for days on end you know, really tapping into that family trauma and and understanding the power of transformation that's really there if you open yourself up to receive that. So, um, right, yeah. So you know, all indigenous cultures know it is 
foolish to imagine uh, being successful with life, having a whole and nurturing life without acknowledging your ancestors, without yeah. the support yeah. of your ancestors. Yeah. So, so this, that part is not news. No. Um, but the way we do it is different. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that, you know, again, preaching to the choir, but I feel like that side of things is really lost. Um, I, yes. I, I, I don't, you know, as someone who's spent a lot of time with indigenous people, like I know that, and you know, um, ceremonies and ceremonies that acknowledge the ancestors and praise the ancestors. I mean, that, that, that's like a core theme of all of the indigenous people that I spent time with. And you don't actually see that in any, of the modern day practices to be, to be quite frank. I mean, you know, when you talk about Buddhism, when you talk about Hinduism, when you talk about a lot of these sort of practices, um, they're very much, um, individualized in a sense. Well, they're certainly uh, not, religion, not, not so. sorry, not to bash them. I'm not trying to bash right. them. No, I, I know I'm you're not put it into context here. You know, I mean, there, there certainly are lineages of like Buddhism that are very much lineage and ancestral based, but, um, Yes, I agree with you. I mean, once again, what is like the most common thing we hear? Release it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not include it, or it's not turn around and let's see what it is. Yeah. See why it's been following me for 35 years, 40 years, 50 years. Well, <laughs> yeah. it well, doesn't go away. And <laughs> I find the whole like idea of, you know, just let it go. It's like, it sounds really awesome. Like I would love to just, you know, let it go. It sounds great, but I don't really feel like that's actually addressing the issue. I think it's more mentalizing, if you will, like a deeper psychological, spiritual problem um, or, or, or issue, you know, by just paying lip service to it, like, Oh, just let it go, uh, release it. It's all good. Um, you know, cause I've experienced that in, in both myself and also in my practice where, you know, you can say these things to people, but, Ultimately, it doesn't necessarily change things until you really turn your focus onto it and pay more attention. Right. To Include it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a shadow. Yeah. It's what you know. It's what you know. It's what Young Carl Young spoke about as the shadow. Mm -hmm. It is part of us, and it is, it, and it is usually in that that we find our greatest gift. Yeah. You know. So it, when we, if you want to. I don't see anything as good and bad, but if you want to see it like, oh, that's my wound, well, include it, invite it in. Mm -hmm. um, it holds your healing. It holds yeah. your healing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you actually brought up the whole shadow complex thing and, and the shadow persona because I feel that you know I've I've had um, I've I've had Brazilian shamans on the show before, and we've spoken about this at length. So for those of you listening out there, if you want to go back, uh, definitely go back uh, and listen to some of those episodes. But just to sort of um, you know recap or or encapsulate some of that, uh, I, I I feel that people don't necessarily want to look at the dark side. And when I say dark side, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just simply mean that there are many aspects of our being and our persona that are not all roses and butterflies and unicorns. You know, it's, um, we, we have these traumatic pasts. We have these things encoded into us as we've just discussed. And for a lot of people, they feel that if they turn a, turn a blind eye and just ignore it, that it simply doesn't exist. 
Um, but my understanding of all of that is from a subconscious standpoint, it will manifest itself. It comes yeah. through you in everything that you do. And right. You have to look at these things. And I find that a lot of the sort of new ager, um, you know, and again, with utmost respect, but I find that a lot of the new age community and the way that that is going, you know, is, is really to just block it out and, and let it go and release it and ignore it. And then it's all just going to magically heal itself. And from my experience and my personal, my, my personal experience, um, it just doesn't seem like that's the case at all. Um, and, you know, once again, I'm going to, uh, I couldn't agree with you more that the truth is, you know, when, when we don't look at something, it has power over us. But when we turn, and, and this is making it sound like the work that I do is, it's deep, it's profound, it's not scary, it's not shadow work. We're talking about, ultimately, love. Mm-hmm. So underneath all of underneath all of this, what we find is love. If there was a if there was a trauma generations ago, and there was a heartbreak, it caused a trauma. Um, if it was a neutral, if we had no feeling about it, uh, that would be different. But. Yeah. Most often, what we're missing out on is love. Mm-hmm. So the heart fills, the consciousness expands. We become more when we're not cut off from what has passed life on to us. We're connected wow. to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, because that's a really good <laughs> note to end on, um, you know, I, I, again, we, we've painted uh, quite the picture for, for people. And for those of you listening out there, if you've never heard of this, um, I would encourage you to sort of uh, circle back and listen to this again and really sit with that. Uh, because, again, this is sort of a, a the missing piece or a lost aspect of holistic health. So, Krista, um, I want to thank you so much for coming onto the show. I do want to wrap it up today. Um, uh, you know, thank you so much for taking the time and for getting into this because I know that a lot of the work that you're doing um, is very personable or personal and it is um, also much deeper. So it, it's, it's, you know, for some of the folks listening out there, it can be quite a, quite a lot to grapple with initially. Um, but I love what you ended off with. You know, it, it all boils down to love. And um, right. lo- love equals forgiveness. Love equals um, overcoming obstacles. Love equals evolution. All of those beautiful things. And I think if we can all get back to that place, um, you know, maybe the world would be a, 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 a better place, a brighter place, whatever we, we want to look at that from. So thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any final words um, or any events or, you know, I'll obviously include in the show notes um, where people can find you. But How anything coming up that you me? want to steer people towards? Uh, well, if you'll have my, my website is family constellationwork.net and .com. And uh, I will be doing a webinar training later in the month. Um, I, as I said, I offer my work uh, over the phone and Skype. 
90% of my practice is that way. If you're in Southern California or you're making a vacation this way, uh, I'm in Southern California. So, awesome. uh, and, and I, I'm happy to talk to your listeners. I, I'm happy to offer a, a free 20 minute consultation okay, uh, to any of your listeners. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank so, so um, yeah, thank you. That was great. And you know what? Some of the things that we got into, I know that we could probably keep speaking for another two or three hours because uh, ah. there's a lot to get into there. But, um, you know, thank you for uh, for coming on to the show today. And for you folks listening out there, I hope you, that you enjoyed today's show. And um, as always, if you did, uh, if you know someone that would benefit from hearing this or someone that might be interested in the work that Krista is doing, um, uh, please share this with friends, family, with your network. And uh, as always, uh, subscribe and review so that I can help to, um, well, you can help me to bring uh, awesome guests like Krista. So Krista, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Brett, and the wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And for those of you out there, you have yourself a fantastic day wherever you are. And we'll catch up with you next episode. Bye for now.